Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. My guest this week is Beverly Densham, a mindfulness Pilates teacher who has been teaching Pilates for now over 25 years. As a result, she was one of the first in the UK to start teaching Pilates, having seen the benefits for herself when she was traveling over in Australia. As a result, she built up a very successful business, Pilates business and studio in Hertfordshire before moving to Dorset. She is also a best-selling author of her book, I Talk to Angels, and is the founder of the Happy Kids Affirmation Cards and the Happy and Calm Affirmation Cards. Her own story and journey is definitely one that you need to hear. It's a very powerful story of experiencing near-death experiences, but also having the courage and strength to step away from an abusive relationship. We cover lots about her story and her journey and what it means to her to actually reflect that and the lessons she learned and how she reflects that in with her clients today. We also talk about meditation, journaling, and her techniques to induce calm and reduce stress. It's a really enjoyable conversation with loads of great content. I really hope you do enjoy this episode. Welcome, Bev, to the Evolved 60 podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Warren. I'm really pleased to be here. Really looking forward to our conversation about all the things that you do, all the things you do, you know, about calmness, reducing stress, um, the Pilates and all of that, and all of that wider discussion. But actually, Bevin, yourself, you've had a really interesting and at times challenging journey. So perhaps just for our listeners, if you wouldn't mind, could we just sort of recount a little bit of your story, perhaps, you know, about the significant business that you had grown, which you actually unfortunately lost and then sort of U-term hit rock bottom and how you came to relocate to lovely sunny Dorset. Yes, hooray for Dorset. (laughs) (laughs) I love Dorset so much. Yeah, so um, yeah, I fell in love with Dorset actually on childhood holidays. We came here every single year. We stayed on a farm, caravanning and camping and every day we'd go to a beach hut in Mudderford and Dorset and it, it, it was wonderful. So that's how I sort of started off with a love of Dorset and obviously now this is our ninth year of it being our home which is wonderful but the um the journey that led up to sort of moving here has been up and then down and up and down I think that's probably describes most people's lives really but I was I was blessed and lucky to have a, a really nice childhood I was heavily into sport and designing things wasn't quite sure what to do so I ended up doing a degree in sports science at University of Brighton okay End up with a real passion for learning and research and science, even though I wouldn't really describe myself as a science person, but actually that there is that side there is that side to me which 
I think I'm glad I did do it halfway through. I was thinking, I think I'll go and do a graphic design. I really wished I'd done graphic design, but you know, when you're three quarters of the way through something, it's, n- it's not yeah. the most ideal time to change. So I carried on. And I think we always, always do things for a reason, you know, on our educational or work journeys. After that, I worked for a year, traveled around the world, had a, a quite an amazing trip working and traveling around the world. And what sort of led me to the Pilates was originally, uh, the first bit of it was I was in Bondi Beach in Sydney, Australia, and I was suffering from yet more back problems, kind of from overuse in sport. It started early on and sort of okay. in and out the MRI scanner and constantly on and off at the physio, osteopath, chiropractor, every single treatment you can think of. And when I was in Australia, they sort of packed me off to pilot's class. I'd never heard of Pilates, didn't know what on earth it was. It's probably the only form of exercise. (laughs) I'd just never heard of it. It just wasn't in my radar at all. I didn't know what this thing was. But it really did help my back so much. So that that was very good. And I think, you know, sort of rehabilitation exercises in physiotherapy are very complementary to the basics of Pilates. Mm. They sort of really do um, go very well together. Um, And I'll never forget those first sort of exercises I was given by the physio there (laughs) that I actually took note of and really realised that when you have a back that's been damaged quite a few times, Mm. you know, in the end, you you can't do anything but look after it a lot better. just take care. You can't just be gruelling squash, you know, as a squash player or as a runner. Okay. You know, 800 meters, 1500 meters, cross so country, heavy squash. Yeah, kind of and on your back exercise. Yeah, and I had this fitness training I used to go to with, I used, his name was Bomber Harris, and it was really tough. I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. But it was like medicine ball, really heavy, heavy wow. stuff as a, <laughs> as a national squash yeah. player. And I was like loving, absolutely loving it. But there, was, there wasn't really a balance of yeah. deep core stability, of um, being shy, having slightly bad posture actually um and therefore weaker back muscles and all the things that go with that um carried on traveling so moving on from sydney now the last stop was Cairns in northern queensland and at that point i had a very bad road traffic accident could have been life-threatening i think um fortunately they really are quite hot on you wearing helmets out there okay so um, I've always cycled a lot, um, just cycled here to the interview, <laughs> as you do. And it was a time you would never expect a road traffic accident to happen because it's early in the morning, very quiet right. roads, and this car just didn't stop at the crossroads. Just didn't see you at all. And um, smashed into me on my bike. So my helmet and my head smashed the windscreen of the car, um, my wrist. Wow. Um, was smashed up on the bonnet and then my back landed on the road. So my wrist was operated on and it was a, it's like one of those life standstill moments and you're just like lying there. I, I still remember it quite vividly initially and then I think maybe I was out of it and then mm. I came back again, I don't know. Just lying there, you know, trying to breathe and just knowing I had to stay still. <laughs> yeah. um, wasn't worried about anything else running me over. I just was just lying there and uh, anyway it was quite a physical rehabilitation you know had the operation on my wrist with plates and screws and stuff and, and you were a long way from home at this point yeah very long way from home so and also my two best friends that I'd made friends with out there they'd gone off traveling down the coast and then we were supposed to do the rest of the east coast of Australia together so my close friends 
you know, not close, close home for friends. For travelling kind of friends, yeah. Yeah, but they were good, you know, made yeah. good friends, and but they weren't there either. Um, so, yeah, it was a long way from home. And, and I hadn't realised the impact of the... the me- I hadn't realised the impact of the mental trauma yeah. um, until I started having panic attacks and post-traumatic stress disorder, which I, I wasn't so familiar with, and, you know, anxiety and... Um, and depression after it and chronic fatigue and so when I I, I just you know anyway I, I won't go on anymore about this but it's um it was quite a pivotal turning point I managed to get home <laughs> I broke down at the airport I, 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 it, and at that point I realized how fragile I was yeah. um and the frailty of life nearly I suppose yeah doesn't it in those situations yeah it's like you see in the movies seeing someone like yeah. having this breakdown just by the, you know, just like, um, and that's actually you. You're, that's you. That, that's happening to. And, and so when I got home, I got a lot, of, got a lot, got a lot of help. Um, and I started. I got into the Pilates. Um, I remember some something sparked Pilates in me, and I started going to London, even with a splint on right, my okay. wrist. I started doing. How many years ago was this then? So this was a long time. I'm in my twenty fifth year in business now. Wow. I mean, my 25th... So 25 years ago, Pilates wasn't really no, heard of, was it? No, so no. So did you have to hunt out the classes in the UK um, at that point? Well, London, it was it was prevalent in London, okay. but not in my county. There was none in my county. Okay. Um, so I went and learned to... I was so fascinated by it. Booked in the training, even with a splint on my arm. I couldn't use my arm <laughs> at the time. And... Um, I was determined to train and I trained and mentally that did me so much good. And I think the whole, it helped physically, mentally so much. I was like, I really want to teach this. And I I was very lucky to find premises that I didn't realize it was gonna turn into some successful studio, but um, you know, it started with one session, but because it wasn't, I was the first teacher in Hertfordshire. Okay. The association that I trained with, they kind of handed me a load of people that were interested in... Within you know, Hertfordshire. Within Hertfordshire. It's kind of handed a load of clients on yeah. a plate, really. You know, so many. And it grew from one to two to five sessions to ten sessions. And before I knew it... Or within a, your own studio. In my, yeah, so this... And then I renovated the studio. And it's quite a lovely space. And put the mirrors in and decorated. And before I knew it, I had a whole team and full-time admin. And I then expanded into second okay. studio there. Big studio, little studio. And I had all the big equipment and the reform. There's Joseph Pilates. Thank you, Joseph Pilates, <laughs> who created it, you know. It's, you know, his studios were actually in, he's from Germany, but his, his studios were in New York with his wife. But it's a pretty, it is a, it is a pretty fantastic form of exercise. And I love, I wanted to help people like it had helped me really, okay. with back, particularly with back pain. And it's always been my niche in Pilates is back pain and prolapse discs, all things I've experienced. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to, I really want to come on and talk about Pilates and bits, but I'm really interested in that bit in your journey because you'd got into something because I suppose... For your own recovery, for your own benefit, you yeah, then started like a, and a it, hobby as well. Yeah, you kind yeah, of hobby, a hobby and an interest, and it's doing good yeah. for me. And yeah. all of a sudden, you find yourself with this kind of quite complex business with people, premises, classes, scheduling. Yeah, did that right. feel comfortable to you? Yeah, it just mm-hmm. felt completely. Uh, I think as it built up from, it just built. It didn't up. happen in it's an all, instance. It no, was organic. it just built and, up. It built, did build up quite quickly financially. You know, it was a six-figure business for 16 years. Yeah. But it just, it's just, it was all quite natural to me. But then saying that, doing it on my own was the easiest without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I quite like having that way of doing things now and just having a team to support me with my podcast or you know in that sort of way it's very different to yeah running um a team you just think you're best as a sort of on sole entrepreneur building a people around you to no I think you. it's different now I think it's different I think it's different I think I'm sure over the next the rest of the lifetime of always I'm sure I will never retire I'm one of those people I'm sure it will evolve in different ways but not in having a studio like that okay more in the stress to calm working through stress to calm work then I'm sure that will expand in loads of wonderful ways of over the next how many years yeah I'm sure we'll cover that during the course of our (laughs) conversation too so so you had this studio you know successful built the business as you now say over 16 years what brought the business to an end what bought the business for you to move it, down it, from Hertfordshire to Dorset? It was my choice. It was okay. my choice. Um, I do have regrets. People say, well, you mustn't have regrets. Well, I do, actually. And oh, I think okay. some people don't oh, don't admit them. <laughs> okay. So that's interesting. So I'm just going to explore that because you're, you know, you're obviously into the mindfulness piece. And a lot mm-hmm. of the mindfulness piece is about don't look back, don't have regrets, being present in the moment. Yeah, definitely present in the moment. Yeah, but you, you learn from, you can learn from your mistakes, but it doesn't mean to, or your failures but it doesn't mean to say that you could have done wished you'd done things yeah. differently or didn't go down certain paths yeah. you know there's brilliant quotes out there um there's a brilliant book called divorcing a narcissist it's got one of the best best quotes in it about you know going along a road and there's a pothole in the road i don't know who quoted did you know who quoted this no um and you decide to go right in it and then some people go in and get out. And then other people very sensibly go round it. Yeah. I went down the pothole. Okay. So I did um, I did marry an abuser. Domestic abuse um, marriage particularly worsened after nearly dying, giving birth to my son. Okay. Uh, he's 17 now. We, did, we lived. We survived. But, we, you know, I was in intensive care. He was in a special care baby unit. And that was a pre-eclampsia. Wow. Uh, preeclamptic fits but after that sort of now domestic abuse can take many forms it can it can be the emotional psychological which it was to me and around me there was violence but in the end I did call the police and social services took us yeah. away that takes a strength to carry so Beth yes I did because you're it does take a strength of character but unfortunately too many people like myself ask for help when it's nearly too late okay because they think they can cope with it and they can deal with it and they they're in control of it or who's that well when you're in that situation yeah what stopped you asking for help earlier um i think you think i think you maybe hope that person's going to change or they convince you that they're going to change But actually, it's a very, very unsafe, dire situation. Mm. And I think you're terrified is probably the answer. Some people aren't as fortunate as us. We're we're fortunate as in we're alive. I mean, some people, some people like Rosie. Rosie was a beautiful Pilates teacher of mine. I haven't actually shared this on a podcast before, so I might get emotional. I love you, you Rosie. I love you, Rosie. But I think it does need to be voiced. Rosie worked for me five days a week. She didn't turn up to work. Um, and in the end, I did call the police. And 24 hours later, I found out that she'd been murdered. The crime police came to my door um, wow. and told me. So sort of um, 
Rosie is one of those most shining lights in the world. And now, well, she's, she's physically not here anymore and there's children left behind. Mm. He then went on to kill himself. Um, and it's not everyone's so not everyone's so lucky. No, not not, so, not everybody comes through the other side of abuse, do they? Sometimes it's too late. And mm. um, Rosie, love you. Um, and yeah, you sometimes you do you you don't understand. You don't understand. From the outside, you don't see it happening either, do you? No. And um, so. It was quite a journey after that. I did stay in the business for another four years, but I think I've been reading your book. Your book is excellent. I've been recommending it to all my female entrepreneur friends. Fantastic, and, um, thank you. But I think, I don't know what you call it in your book, when people go from, they go into the down bit. Yeah, they go to the valley what? of despair. Okay, you call it the valley of despair. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the valley of despair. <laughs> I was in the valley of despair. But not just, I kept, I could keep going. And in fact, I managed to keep going, the business going. And in fact, the business financially grew. Okay. Which is slightly odd. But then it went down. Well, not down, down. But yeah. um, it peaked. It did peak over those sort of, interestingly, it did go up and up. Yeah. But my love of it in this, yeah. what you call the valley of despair, I'd, I'd fallen out of love with my business. Yeah. and But not, it's all, there's a lot, there's a lot, a dark spider's web of, without going into too many details, there was a dark spider's web of that abuse and mm. linked, a lot of people linked to that person that I didn't want to be associated with anymore. And as much as I love my clients, and I did love Pilates, I still do, I had to, through cope, having a coach myself, I had to, it took moving to Dorset and um, having a coach, um, my sister's my coach, thanks Julie, to make friends and fall back in love with the mindfulness Pilates, but make it actually much better than it ever was, yeah. if that makes any sense at all, having that inspiration back. But I had to, I, I wanted to sell the business, but I didn't give it long enough because, yeah, I didn't want to be there in the end. Yeah, and uh, sometimes so in I life, moved to Dorset, it? and it was actually in the way the best thing I ever did. Sometimes you've got to dis something declutter, yeah, declutter, disconnect, whatever you want to call it, and just go. Okay, I need that fresh start for me. Fresh start. I've got to go and find out who I am again, and and off yeah. you go again. And, and yeah, look at the wonderful things you're doing now, Beth. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very proud. So I'm very proud. It's uh, it's been quite a roller coaster yeah. <laughs> in Dorset, but it's been it's been wonderful in so many ways. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start. I mean, thank you for that honest sharing. I, you know, and I'm hopefully if people have in the same situation you were in, they may be listening to this podcast and they can find the courage to go and do something about it. Yeah, and ask for help. Ask a professional. I mean, I started off with Parent Line. Um, no, I started off with somebody I'd had therapy with to heal from the road traffic accident. She said, I'm not the right person to help you. She suggested Parentline. Parentline said, they're not the right person to help me. They said the domestic violence helpline. Um, they said to call the police. So, yeah. so you, you've got to know, you just, you've got to be, and you've got to be very careful in your leaving as well. And you've got, because you're being watched and stuff. So yeah, you've got to call the right person. Yeah. If you if you haven't told your friends and family what's going on, you at least tell a professional yeah. and ask for that help because there's always someone there to help. Thank you, Beth. So 
I've got one of those really basic questions about Pilates that I'm going to have to, as we move mm-hmm. on through the conversation, I have to ask, what's the difference between Pilates and yoga? Oh, that's an interesting one. I actually did a ep- whole episode on that <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, so what's the difference? Yeah, good question. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> I've sort of like done online classes of both and, yeah. and I can kind of see the difference. But then I've just, it's me watching a screen trying to do Pilates and trying to do yoga. And that's yeah. kind of as far as it's gone. Yeah. So, so Pilates, as I said, was developed by the late Joseph Pilates. And he, I think one of the big differences is that Pilates has both mat work and equipment. So Joseph Pilates designed all this equipment as well. Mm called reformers called cadillacs so like the reformers like this it looks like a so you, so that's a very big difference yoga is always mat work yeah mat There's work lo- using your body and your body strength and yeah yoga is mind body and spirit and pilates is very much just mind and body uh, although okay. who knows with what people think with me to teaching it <laughs> <laughs> very inspired sparkly style um deeply spiritual person however yeah yoga is mind body spirit Pilates is very much mind body. It's an exercise. Okay. Uh, very much for mind and body. So Joseph Pilates on the equipment side, he had these very. They look. It looks like a bit like a torture chamber. To be honest, it's like the reformer, for example. I had eleven of them at one point, and rehab reformers and stuff. And they they look like sort of giant rowing machines, except it's kind of a mat that moves with springs and pulleys. If you're working with very light springs, that actually works more on your core stability and your sort of more inner strength. So it isn't about like at the gym where you're yeah. somebody might be trying to constantly build up to bigger weights or, or whatever. And there's a whole repertoire, there's a whole massive repertoire of exercises on like just the reformer. And different ways of doing the mat work exercise. So for example, the first exercise of the sort of classical traditional mat work joseph pilates style is the hundred and the hundred you do it a hundred times i won't start lying on the floor here <laughs> yeah, well, i better recording. stay i'm tempted to i was a bit scared you're going to ask me to do it <laughs> I'm, tempted, I'm tempted to lie down but i've got a microphone in front of me anyway so um i'm so used to doing pilates um and exercises but you know it's 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 a it's a warm-up exercise. Done you do that 100 exercise. in, that two, was on three, the four, class. five, out, yeah. two, three, four, five. And there's loads of levels. It's yeah. it's dynamic. It's about warming the body up. And you obviously I teach from right from beginners right up to advanced with it. But on the reformer, you're doing that with springs and pulleys. So you're pressing the handles down, the springs are pulling down, and it helps you. It's a really lovely way of connecting into yeah. the abdominals. You've got loads of different bits of equipment. So that's quite a big difference. So, but the big difference between the two is this kind of yoga is mind, body, spirit. Pilates is mind yeah. and body. Yeah, that's and one of the kind of exercise. And one, yeah, based. one mat work, one equipment, and Pilates is often more recognised by doctors, physiotherapists, osteopaths, chiropractors okay. on the whole because I think particularly with physiotherapy because it's Pilates. I would say this is only my opinion is safer if somebody's had an injury, okay. an ache, pain, an injury. It's a lot straighter, more aligned, as in, in a more sort of stable way. So, if, if, But then saying that, if somebody's had a prolapsed disc, you need to avoid all the advanced stuff yeah. and all the extreme bending stuff. So I think, it, you know, from that point of view, it's, it's, it's very good for rehabilitation okay. as well. But equally, you know, you have athletes. I mean, I've even taught in, in England rugby um, football player and rugby and football players. Yeah. And so many more people are you know using it these days and if i was to ask you know for somebody that doesn't do pilates now what are the top this is one of those two probably simplification questions but what Mm -hmm. 
What would be the top three benefits of undertaking Pilates on a regular basis? Very much, I would say, core stability. So for the deep abdominals, it's incredible. So it's a great support. I think it's the best exercise to do alongside any other cardiovascular exercise. Okay. I think, you know, it's it gives you good support. Back strength is incredible with Pilates. And you need the right stretches for whatever you're needing it for. So if it's, you know, after having aches and pains in the back then you know you can have very complementary ones you know that complementary to sort of physio type stretches so but the way I teach it I would say the icing on the cake is very much the de-stress side of it so the mindfulness pilates is the style I teach so you've got the relaxation the breathing the meditation the positive affirmations the mindset the power pose in it you've got one minute journaling in it you've got goal setting in it you've yeah. got visualization in it you've got visualization of your goals whilst you're doing stretches so it's kind of I suppose I've, I wanted to create it as a, a whole personal development experience okay. as well but then they're getting all the Pilates and the strength that they want from it but yeah adding all these other infusing all these other things into it which makes it as a teacher inspirational yeah um, much more interesting and some people they would would one one of my amazing beautiful female entrepreneurs been at class yesterday if i don't did all those extra stuff all those things no she just it's like there's loads of pilates out there these days yeah. um she she doesn't want bog standard which is very, you know, very good yeah. Pilates. She, they, she, she doesn't want bog standards. She wants, she wants something that that's going to help. Additional help. She that wants, gives... But that then helps her in her business. Yeah. You know, that helps her in her business as well. I can say her name. She's been on my podcast. <laughs> Sarah, she's a stylist and a networking, you know, amazing person. So, you know, she wouldn't come along. No, she, if it wasn't for the other stuff and that kind of no. mindfulness piece and, yeah. and those kind of things. Yeah, the mindfulness with it, yeah. And the affirmation's quite... An, an interesting thing and something clearly you believing you've created these affirmation cards mm -hmm. um, both for adults and for children mm -hmm. so how did the cards come about Bev and tell our listeners a little bit about what the cards oh. and what they do yes well the card I, I gave a sigh then because how <laughs> you said also how did they come about so the cards are incredible the reason I sighed was because I, I created the children's cards first. They're called Happy Kids cards. And they're to bring more happiness, confidence and calm to children's lives, very much for mental health um, and well-being. I'm just passing a deck yeah. over to Warren. They come in this lovely cotton bag. And I originally designed them for primary school children. And they're a 52-card deck. And they come with how to use the cards and 10 fun ways of when and how to use the cards. You give them a shuffle and you pick a card out and then you, you have a talk about what it means to you and everybody has a turn. So if you're doing it with your child or children, then everybody has a turn mm -hmm. and you can make up your own ways of using them as well. There's loads of ways of using them. And they are absolutely incredible to use during good, challenging, sad times of life. Um, obviously for the little ones, they need help with the reading of them, you know, yeah. those little four-year-olds and everything. But it's, it's very, very fun. You know, they... I taught with them in primary schools here for a few years and it was fascinating teaching all the age groups but my son was also pivotal in helping me I didn't I wasn't saying to him oh you help me write these cards it's just things he'd come out with at bedtime when he was primary school age and I was like wow that is absolute gold and that will help not just children that it's not just for their childhood but this will set them up for their whole you know life actually so the I but the reason I did sigh was when I created them, 
a quite a bad health problem had happened and what had happened, well, I had to take a few months off work. Half of my vocal cords had actually paralysed. Oh, my Lord. And um, I had this large growth on my thyroid. And so I thought I was going to have another, another operation. And the inspiration came in to write these. And I wrote these cards. And I was determined to heal myself. Okay. <laughs> um, I wrote these cards, lying in bed, um, as you do, not very well. Feeling really negative, feeling very sorry for myself. Okay. The positivity mindset was not there. <laughs> at all right okay um but that anyway. mind over matter mindset was there to heal yourself yes i suppose yes i wanted to i wanted to heal this physical dis-ease that was going on yeah. and they're like mm, god they're, well, they're checking me for cancer whatever what, all sorts they were surprised it wasn't far worse and anyway i wrote these cards and i went back for my next i know camera to look at what's going on and uh it all it's all the um, vocal cords had just um, healed. Anyway, who knows what happened exactly there. But um, all I can say is, I think, for me personally, I think it. these are a tool, if used early, I believe, I mean, give you a voice, help you express mm. how you feel. They're incredible for well-being and mental health. And also, like, I was a really shy, unconfident, sensitive child who did not know how to ask for help. Now, I do believe that bullying including nasty abusive marriages for example could be prevented or nipped in you know or just not happen if if that child learns better skills from a mm. young age so so yeah, when you look at those cards and i've been flicking through them as, as, as we've been talking mm. is you can see the discussions that would yeah. open up just by using yes. those cards and, it, and it's a tool to do that, isn't it? Yes. And it, the, the idea is, you know, what does that mean to you? Because sometimes you'll pick a card. Go on. I know, carve the podcast. Oh, I stretch every day. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I do. So that's maybe not the best example. I'm going to go for another one. I am creative. Getting lots of fresh air, walks and exercise makes me more fun and creative. But there might be a card that you pick. And it's the, that's a reading one. <laughs> that um, is the absolute opposite to how you're feeling. That one's telling us to have a lie down. Not yet. Um, oh gosh, learning from mistakes. But like, I am, for example, I am enthusiastic and full of energy yeah. and you're not feeling at all enthusiastic and full yeah. of energy or you've not had enough sleep last night. So what I did with my second deck, um, which came out on Valentine's Day this year, Happy and Calm Cards, these ones are for us adults, but also I have one, I have quite a few wishes and goals with these cards, but to take take it to so these are an extension of the first deck with many more layers to it including okay. how to journal with them and how can you feel more like that so if you're not feeling like that how can you feel more like that okay. what action steps are you going to take to feel more like that and to talk about you know it brings up incredible conversations would you like me to pick you one today go, go on pick me gonna one. pick one i'm gonna pick a card as, Warren, as is picking, Warren is picking a card ah i sleep well i love going to bed and getting late getting lots of sleep for me what does that mean to you today uh i actually did sleep well last night actually oh, but I, you know importance of sleep is really and and don't always sleep well so can quite you know go to sleep and then wake up with a very busy mind and don't feel refreshed the days um, when that happens yeah but thank yeah. you for sharing yeah it's good, isn't it? Yeah. So, and then everybody has a turn. Mine is be yourself, and that's exactly what You're I decided. You're definitely being that today. Aren't I was. I lo- <laughs> that was my goal on my on the podcast today. Okay. Is, uh, be myself. There you are. So brilliant. So you've developed the cards. You obviously introduce a lot of this po- positive affirmation, you know, and 
that kind of visualization within your classes making them more, I'm going to say more wholesome but that that's possibly the wrong holistic term. holistic would be the word yeah. but you're also um you know somebody that clearly believes in meditation and meditating meditating as well so again a lot of people a lot of business owners have heard seen the benefits of meditation but perhaps struggle to know where to start yeah so any tips and on where perhaps somebody listening to this that we know wants to start meditating what should they do I think the great thing is that meditation is actually a word that is accepted these days because it's recommended by doctors, mindfulness meditation recommended by doctors for physical and mental health. Um, A lot of people out there, they're doing it now. Um, It's great that it's a mainstream word. But for my first 16 years, I did not use that word. It was too out there. Okay, (laughs) Yeah, too out there. It's it's interesting to see how the word... I would use the word at the time for the first 16 years, relaxation, breathing. Okay. Didn't never would but never. But breathwork meditation—it's part of everyday oh, yes. terminology so now in life yeah, and it's acceptance. Become, yeah, isn't it? and I think it's when you've got a bit of research behind it, something, yeah. and and then the the doctors are recommending it, then it gets a bit more kudos. But anyway, how to get started is literally at your desk, sit with good posture, bottom at the back of the chair, feet hip width apart, relax your shoulders, close your eyes, and simply breathe and in and out. The number ten relaxation meditation, and take ten breaths in and out. Just breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth, relax. And do that another nine times. And that just gets you started. You can do that sitting, standing, or lying down. But that's just a great way to get started. And, you know, I'm teaching more and more lawyers and corporate with working through stress to calm work. And I literally teach them. I've taken the main Pilates, the Pilates out of it, yeah. apart from desk stretching, you know, nice neck stretches and neck stretches and neck stretches and shoulder circles. But otherwise, but bringing it practically into the office at the desk on Zoom at my Zoom studio and everyone, you know, all the lawyers and their team and companies can just zoom in from wherever they are for, you know, um, for 30 minutes or their initial 45 minute hour workshop. But the best thing is regular classes because it's like brushing your teeth. You have to keep using the tools. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think that's if I'm being re- really honest. You know, I find these tools and I discover them. You know, breath work, cold showers, occasionally the kind of meditation and I stretching, Pilates, yoga. But I, I struggle to sustain them. Yeah, I think the best thing with su- sustaining these things is to have a teacher. Okay, it's it's the same a as te- anything. Have a yes. coach, teacher. Yeah, having a coach, having a teacher, you show up. You know, why did I go to that sauna on the beach yesterday? I paid for it and I turned up. But I think having a teacher, my job is to empower and motivate people with the tools and for them to do it properly and to be 100% there in the zone Mm. doing those tools for that 30 minutes. And then my job is then to self-empower that person and motivate them to practice every day. Because by, as we know, practice, yeah. you know, practice makes improvement. But by using these tools, you know, sort of working through stress to calm tools, meditation, relaxation is just one of those uh, seven one minute tools. You know, that is what makes a huge difference, you know, having a morning routine. But a lot of people think, oh, God, I've got to do, I've got to do half, <laughs> I've got to do half an hour. I've got so, you know, I've got, I've got, got to get a, the kids ready, got to get the girls out of the house, so, got to get to a meeting. So, yeah. yeah, so I recommend, you know, like with all the lawyers I teach, corporate I teach, you know, seven minute morning routine. Okay. Seven minutes. Yeah. Then I recommend when you're at work before, if you either A, want, if you either, a, want to turn up with peak performance, 
I, I turned up here six minutes early today. I parked my bike and I wanted to come into this interview with peak performance to yeah. be in my best state, even though I did my morning routine this morning. So I went off and, and just walked along the road. And there I was doing um, calm to happy in one minute, taking five breaths. I wasn't standing like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was just taking five breaths um, behind a tree. <laughs> and then I was doing 10 punches in the air, high power pose, which brings more happiness. I'm punching my arms in the air at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> this should have been high a visual pose. one. We should, uh, we should was, have recorded I, this I one. Was, I was, I was <laughs> on just on the, road, on the path on the road doing 10 punches, saying, well done, well done, well done, well done. And that is calm to happy in one minute. But that's also what a one minute tool that somebody can use before either they've got low confidence before important presentation, they've got or they've got low confidence or imposter syndrome mm. before an important interview. Or it could be a very, very stressful court hearing yeah. that a lawyer's about to go into. Now, what excites me is I'm now inspiring lawyers and motivating them to teach their clients yeah. because their clients are not, like I was, very weak going into court, yeah. very weak and battered yeah, internally. Fatigued through it all, yeah. Um, and not, I was not that strong, confident, um, empowered woman I am now going into the courtroom in the past. So I'm now empowering the, the family lawyers to teach their clients, one said to me, I was so excited two weeks ago. This is a very new thing. She said, I'm going to teach the, the client who's really weak, going through a really abusive, nasty court you know, um, process at the moment. I'm going to teach that to her before we go into the hearing. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you know, I do teach, you know, individuals and families these things as well obviously if they book in for me, with me even better but for me to know that I'm inspiring yeah. the lawyer to, to do that the with their clients having, yeah. so, so it is a, a positive Cascading down, yeah and then when I was out when I was out on the road another minute before I came in early <laughs> was I was doing power pose I was doing hands on hips I was doing desk stretches so high power pose you know there's research that shows by doing hands on hips hands good posture sitting standing hands at the side of the neck, like a like a winner running a you know, a runner winning across the finishing line, you can recreate that for your business. So I was doing that as well. I was like, I just want to win, <laughs> run a race <laughs> uh, before coming in. And then, you know, Amy Cuddy, psychologist, has a brilliant TED talk on that of how your body language can change your life. So I'm constantly, I'll find another bit of research and like, oh, how can I bring that in to make that. it more interesting for my, the lawyers and corporate and uh, my clients and so where do you see yourself with all of this that's going on in say five years time because you have been on this journey and you, but you've been on a personal journey but listening to you now you've been on a whole journey with pilates and how you deploy it and how you use it for the benefit of your clients so where would you see yourself or hope to see yourself in five years time Beth? yeah yeah that yeah it's a very it's a very good question it's a very good question five years time um, I would love to have the strong financial foundations again. Yeah. Strong financial foundations is very, very important. Mm. Makes us feel secure, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so that's very important. That's very, very important. I'd love a, I'd love a home right on, right on the beach, mortgage free. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just your visualization with, with a, with a dog, uh, with a lovely dog, and. Maybe I'll have met my soulmate, or maybe it'll just be the dog. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and yeah, just I would love, I would love in the work there to the next book, a, a stress reduction book to come okay. out to really. So I'm not just helping a niche of lawyers and corporate with that. 
um, or those going through the stressful divorce. So I would like a book that can, you know, because I'm typically getting a 40 to 75% reduction in stress with the seven one minute tools from working with wow. a law firm, for example, that's last week's results. So I, wow. I know that, that the more people that get to know that, the more they want to book in, <laughs> yeah. the more I can help them. And then the more they help, that will also help my little family. But that will also give them money to invest in apps and things like that. And I would love every child, my goals, you know, I would love every child to have a set of happy kids cards on their first day of primary school yeah. is a goal. I would love every secondary school child to have a set on year seven on their first day of secondary school. I would love every foster child, every foster parent, everyone who works with children to be using these, every school, every yeah. teacher, um, every nursery as well, actually, and every social worker. <laughs> but, you know, I've got a lot of goals. And I'd, yeah, I'd love, I'd love um, you know, my lawyer work to be fully booked yeah. and my Mindfulness Pilates online Zoom studio to be fully booked and having extra time and space that I can design more things to help people because I am a designer, you know, for well-being, you know, my... And is your motivation helping people, do you think? In yes. the core now of yes. what you are and what you do? Yeah, the, my, my sort of core values are family, well-being, that's mental health mm. and physical health, and making a difference. So, and I love designing things that are going to help people with that, but I need to then, of course, teach and inspire the use of those yeah. tools in the teaching. Brilliant. Fantastic. And... You've got a couple of books there. I was just going to ask again. Oh, no, these aren't my books. I didn't bring my book today, actually. Uh, okay, but uh, what I was actually going to ask was, you know, again... <laughs> I do have two books. <laughs> I love, you know, one of the things I think is great, hopefully, about this podcast, it gives listeners as kind of that first, you know, we've asked a couple of those questions today, you know, what's, what's the first steps? But if people want to learn more about mindfulness and, you know, journaling, meditating, the benefits, is there any books, you know, be they yours or others, that you would recommend that people pick up and read? So, my next book. <laughs> Your next book. That's not there today. <laughs> it's in my head. Uh, uh, the books I brought with me today, I, I like showing these particular books. This one's by a doctor called Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, Happy Mind, Happy Life. This is a science-backed guide to a calmer, happier you. What I love about these type of books is that, you know, it's got about the benefits of journaling in there. Yeah. I've got a whole longer list of the benefits I see with with journaling, I think this 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 is my fa favorite science sciencey person, Dr. David Hamilton. This particular book is a very good one as well. He's got loads. He's got a great sense of humor as well. How your mind can heal your body. So it's got kind of all the science sort of benefits behind visualization, um, like why you would use mental rehearsal visualization. You can use it in business. It's used a lot. I learned it in sports science, in sports psychology. You know, it's used it all a lot. those years ago. Yes, it was. That's wow. when I learned it. You know, all those years ago, whenever that was, ninety two <laughs> to ninety five, nineteen ninety five, and you know, sports. You know, sportsmen and women are, are use. You know, people are using it all the time. For you know, Tom Daly before he dies off his board, he's doing his ten breaths, he's doing his mm. relaxation, meditation, whatever he wants to call it, um, and then he's visualizing his, you know, his dive, Bye. and and that's. But you can use it for your personal life as well, which is very exciting. Um, my book, I talk to angels, is a brilliant self-help book. Um, if you, you have a more spiritual side to you, but it's got tons of meditations, mindfulness, even mindful coloring in there. It's got journaling in there. It's got 
a lot of um, affirmations, uh, meditations, mindfulness in my book. Okay. I talk to angels. And it's also a book that you can just like pick up and just like, oh, I'll just pick a page, just pick, choose a, any old yeah. page or intuitively pick a page and you'll get a tip of the day. So it is my personal go-to book for a tip of the day. Okay. You just sort of and that's available it. on Amazon? Yes, on Amazon, Brilliant. Waterstones, any good bookshop. I was so proud when it went to Amazon. Um, not Amazon. Um, Waterstones. Waterstones. I'm actually and, Amazon. That is an amazing feeling. Yes. Uh, yes, in an actual bookshop is beautiful. So you can, yeah, you can either do Amazon or any beautiful bookshop. You can either get it in or order it Brilliant. there. Great. And uh, yeah. So as, as we wrap our conversation, I've loved this conversation. It's going to be one of those that I'm going to be reflecting on all day over the weekend I am sure I always end with the same question so I'm going to have to ask it of you uh, Bev is you know what does success personal success mean to you personal success yeah. number one is my son Sammy he's 17 now so number one my value my my values I mentioned are personal and work values are yeah. exactly the same they're, they're identical Perfect. which is interesting I found that very interesting to discover that so family my son is my number one priority and my I'm I just do anything for that boy (laughs) um so he's absolutely um number one so success is yeah I think how I used to think of success is differently to how I think of success now and I think of success of having the lifestyle that you want um as well so living by the sea in a beautiful place and being able to plunge in that cold sea yesterday to me is quite a fun thing to do and walks on the beach and yeah, just having a, a really lovely, you know, morning routine, starting your day really yeah. well in that way that's inspiring for you. And I'll be off to a Japanese garden later to, to journal and sit there with a lovely cappuccino and piece of cake. Yeah, I'm healthy most of the time, but, you know, you can have treats, can't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I, I would say you're talking about personal success, not work success. Yeah. But within that, you do have to have strong financial foundations mm. because that does allow you... Um, less stress That's and that basic and needs more of security, opportunities. So, within that, I do think that that is important too. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you, uh, Bev. It's brilliant um, to have had you on the podcast. If people want to find out more about you, where can they go? It's Beverly Densham everywhere. So it's beverlydensham.com is the website. And whether it's LinkedIn or the other social media, it's Beverly Densham as well. But you can call me Bev. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, as I say, for being a great guest on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.